Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a weapons discussion. A lot of people have been asking for lots more weapons in the games quantitatively. I want to talk about more quality improvements that need to come with the weapons. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. And uh, you can come in and be part of these con- the conversations live and submit questions. And uh, if not, you can hit like, subscribe, and the little bell button. That always helps me out. So I want to walk through just a discussion about weapons. I've been seeing more and more people saying that we need more weapons. And they wanted, you know, and this this stems from some of the comments about NPCs and how they needed, you know, an update. And they needed a pool update. I do think that Shax and Zavala need some assistance and they need some things done to them. I don't necessarily think, though... It needs to be like a just a dump of weapons in their in their in their loot pools. It's not necessarily uh, going to help. And I mean, it's it's being said in chat quantitatively. There's a lot of weapons in the game already. So first, I want to talk about the main grind. Then I want to talk about intentionality versus quantity. And I want to end by talking about identity and perks. So let's just talk about how it's the main grind. In my discussion video about the Armor 2.0, it hit YouTube today, so that's the video that kind of hit before this. I talked about how that could be and should be a good grind. There's not a whole lot of intentionality toward the the armor, and there's not really a lot of control over it, and that could be a good grind. Presently, it's not a great grind, and it, and it could be. Up to now, the main grind in the game has been for weapons. I mean, I, I, I know Forever 29 and you know getting, getting your armor pieces and stuff in the past mattered, but in general, a lot of the, the the more memorable grinds have been for the weapons for things like Fatebringer and then once once the the Taken King landed as a DLC that's when people were really getting caught up in the you know grinding for god rolls or paying attention to god rolls like the hung jury or trying to get a god roll on an Imago loop um, you know so there was a variety of of grinds back then that really did center around the weapons it, it is the most influential thing in your loadout as well like you definitely feel outside of some exotic armor pieces but you definitely feel the differences when you're switching between weapons when you finally get a weapon with good reload or with the perks that you want it's very very influential over your experience and it is the main grind and that's why I think quantity isn't necessarily the answer. If you really think about how many weapons are in the game, how many weapons are now completely useless and don't we don't do anything with them. Uh, there's the whites, there's the greens, there's the blues. Those those guns don't matter at all. Whites and greens don't even show up in the game now because you start the game at 750 and there is no process of leveling like that anymore. That's not in the game. There is no gradual, you know, playing through the campaign and getting those low level uh, tiers of gear drops. That's just not like a thing. And so I think they need to focus more on intentionality. And this is why I've been a big proponent of the weapon frames like we had with Ada and then Ikora and now the obelisks. And you also have it on the lectern on the rune table. And I get a lot of pushback on that. But I do think the weapon frame idea and, and the weapon bounty idea has landed in the game in a really, really good way. And so we, I think we, I, th- I do, I think we need more of it. So I want to talk about intentionality versus quantity. Quantity in the weapon pool doesn't automatically lead to quality. Like, if they just dump a bunch of weapons in our lap, it's not necessarily going to be a qualitative update. You know, and and I, I made mention of this when I talked about the guns that they dropped into the world loot pool. The old fashioned Hawthorne shotgun, the Uriel's gift, uh... And, and and some other things. I I think that those were dropped in the in, in a pool that's already really, really big. And they added the Terran Wind for whatever reason. That's a static roll grenade launcher. I don't know why they added that to the general pool 
it doesn't make any sense because you, you can only get one version of it. So there's no real need for it to be in there and dropping. It's just taking up space. So I don't think quantity is the key. I think intentionality is far more important. That is more of a qualitative update for your grind. White, green, and blue weapons are now basically a waste and, and they're just taking up space in the database. So I would imagine Bungie has actually deleted whites and greens or maybe they should consider deleting whites and greens from the database. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure you can still pull them from collections. So I, I don't necessarily think that's a good idea. I, I would delete all these. They don't need to be here. You don't need to be able to pull these out. Uh, they're completely pointless. If you add all these guns up, and all the armor pieces up. That's that's a lot of space that is that's completely not necessary. Uh, if they're trying to free up data, you know, space in the database. If they're trying to free up space in the in in the database for weapons specifically, because I know we're always asking for more. We want more things to chase. I would start there. I would just get rid of those things. They don't need to be there anymore. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. We can't do a retake. We're halfway through. The most memorable weapons are the ones that you chased. The most memorable weapons are the ones that you chased. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like the Imago Loop. We always reference my Imago Loop grind. We always we always look back on that. And there was also a time where we looked back on the um, the Grasp of Malak. Man, I inhaled funky there. I'm apologizing to the people watching this elsewhere. <clears throat> I don't have the ability to edit that out. The most memorable weapons are the ones that you really, really grinded for. When you finally got your Fatebringer. I remember, I went back for my Fatebringer. I only ever got a Vision of Confluence. I had a Vision of Confluence. It was my favorite primary. I loved it. And I didn't, I didn't feel like I needed to go back and get the Fatebringer. And then I saw people using it, and I, kinda, I, and I, and I saw some videos, and I was like, I really want to go back and get this. So I think the most memorable weapons are the ones that you chase and the ones that you go after. And I know people are like, well, it's exciting now, though. When there's a world drop and it's a and it's an old-fashioned, you get really, really excited. I'm not against that. I think that can still happen. But I do think intentionality is more important than quantity. Uh, lastly, I want to talk about identity and perks. This is another area where the game really, really needs to improve. When I look at the guns and the guns in the system now and the, and the perks and things, that's generally when you really start to chase something is when it has a really, really good perk or something new that you've never seen before. The example we've been giving lately is the brand new grenade launcher type. If you go to collections, it's a, it's a, it's a secondary, it's a special weapon. I'm sorry, a special weapon. And it is the martyr's retribution. It's a brand new grenade launcher type. It's called a wave frame. This is where they need to go, I think, too. They need to go in the direction of more sci-fi weapons, more things like trace rifles, trace rifles and fusion rifles and waveframe grenade launchers. So we're, we're moving away from traditional weaponry. You know, hand cannons and shotguns dominate uh, the saturation pools as far as, like, what people are using. So with, with respect to identity... I would go down the pathway of things like this. I think you could move linear fusions to the secondary slot. You could do some fun things with them. You could do th- you know things with trace rifles, wave grenade launchers, fusion rifles as well. Like I think we could definitely go down the the more futuristic, more space magic identity. And then if you go down that pathway, the other thing they need to do simultaneously, I think, is get more creative with the perks. Perks like Osmosis and Vorpal and others this season, I think, are drawing a lot of people's attention because they're new and they've never seen them before, and so naturally they want to chase those perks and try them out. They don't necessarily need to be game-changing, right? Osmosis on the Steel Feather Repeater 
it's not a game changer, right? You don't you don't need it, but it certainly makes the gun fun, and I think that's one of the important things about perks is they can be effective and fun. They don't have to be god tier. This is one of the reasons why it's probably good they toned down some of the damage perks because they felt so necessary. You felt like you were kind of nerfing yourself not running a damage perk and it doesn't really feel that way anymore. Perks have to make a difference and feel cool in order to be desired and that's why the damage perks became so popular because they were so strong. They were stronger than basically any other role on the gun. There was no reason to run anything else. The Genesis Chain, if you remember the Genesis Chain, the Wrath of the Machine Auto Rifle, the Genesis Chain is a memorable gun because of its perks, not necessarily because of its power. You didn't, you weren't running Genesis Chain because it was a god-tier top-shelf weapon. You were like, man, this gun is really, really fun to use, and that was one of the reasons that you ran it. And I think whenever they're looking at the weapon pool right now, that's one of the things I think they need to consider is... Perks need to expand into the more creative realm. I've been continuing to say I think that elemental perks would be the best way to do that because then you can end up with things like a Genesis Chain and it feels fun and it does a good job. Like, especially primaries. Primaries don't need to be phenomenal. They just need to get the job done. They need to hold their own in endgame content. Scouts right now still aren't really doing that. The new scout is fun. But in general, I still feel like when I'm using a scout, I'm not using a strong weapon. I feel like I'm using something that is uh, that is that is weak. But they're better than they used to be, and the Patron of Lost Causes is certainly a fun one with a 200 RPM and some good rolls on it. You can have some fun with this weapon, especially if you get the explosive rounds on it. So I would say continue to tweak the, the underused the underused archetypes like scouts or the or the ones that feel a little bit weaker, and then continue to lean into perks that are unique. The new grenade launcher, I believe, is a step in the right direction. You've got a new grenade launcher, and we've got perks like Osmosis. I would keep going in that direction if I were Bungie, as well as adding other other gun types and things of that nature. We don't necessarily need quantity. It's We need quality and good intentionality for the chase. So, we're going to transition to Q&A. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at SayNoToRage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the question and answer session that followed my discussion about weapons and how they can do some good quality updates, not necessarily needing quantity, but quality. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at SayNoToRage.com. And if you're on YouTube, hitting the like and subscribe and the little bell button, that helps me out as well. We've been trying to make these a little bit shorter. Sometimes they get kind of long, but I've been trying to go a little bit quicker through them. Uh, log Logix with the first question here. Is the Sundial or Iron Banner uh, better for higher stat rolls or are they the same? It it seemed that Iron Banner was having really, really good stat rolls. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't know about their ability to give you Sundial armor anyway. I mean, it, it doesn't seem to be dropping a ton and most of what I'm getting is not not all that high. Now we thought once you got the 60s that, you know, from the from the the season pass maybe they would start dropping better stat rolls so i don't know i don't think that's true though because here's a 64 and then there's a 50 the main reason i'm keeping this one is because the the recovery is so high and mobility and resilience are down which is really really nice like almost no stats are wasted on those two I, i don't really pay much attention to mobility or resilience um 
but again, not a high stat roll. So I'm pretty sure um, Iron Banner has been one of the better sources. Now, I'm not going to say it's a super consistent source, but I do think if you're going to compare them, Iron Banner is paying out better better stat uh, stats than, than the other portions of the game from everything that we've heard from the community. Uh, Mazzaroni, what do you think about rocket launchers at the moment? Do you think that they should be buffed? If yes, then how? They need to be able to keep up and they can't. So number one, they have a they have a fire rate problem because there's only one in the chamber. So that hurts them in any DPS race. They're just going to fall way behind because even if you get one with field prep and you can get into a Luna faction, you know, well or or a rift or get on a barricade and have field prep, even still, they don't, they, they just feel like they fall behind because uh, there's so much time spent reloading. Um, in the grand scheme, e- even if reloading is faster, you have to consider you're spending a lot of time reloading because it's fire, reload, fire, reload. So a, a significant portion of the, of the damage phase is you reloading the weapon. So, I, you know, two in the chamber would be helpful. And their damage output, I, I, I don't know the numbers. I don't, I've not crunched the numbers, but I'm pretty sure anytime the numbers get crunched, they just don't hold a candle to a lot of the other options for damage. E- even if you maximize their damage, they just they don't they don't keep up. Now, the linear fusion buff helped the linear fusions because you can get the new linear fusion and with firing line and rapid hit, that sucker can keep up and does good damage. It also just feels good. You know, the aim assist uh, you know, perk you can get on a helmet and stuff. They 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 feel really, really nice. They also feel adaptive. So a linear fusion can really adapt to the environment, a mini boss, a major or something, because they're they're a little bit snappier. Rockets are just slow and you reload. Like there's just a lot with a rocket that I think makes them difficult to justify using them. So there's kind of two lanes where rockets need help. I think their impact damage needs raised significantly. If you actually manage to get the rocket to hit the enemy, it needs to do great damage and after all rockets have been fired its damage total should be equal if not maybe greater than like a grenade launcher a spike grenade launcher right now maximum damage you nail every shot it's just i I, i'm fairly certain because of ammo capacity fire speed and and total damage they just outclass rockets significantly and rockets just don't they just don't keep up some people argue that rockets are meant for ad clear well you know yeah, and and some people eat paint. I, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know why anybody would make that argument. Rockets for ad clear makes no sense. Number one, ad clearing is not difficult. I can ad clear with virtually any primary in the game, um, with the exception of like scouts struggle with with being agile when things get really close to you. Um, ads are not a challenge. I just I, I never really feel that need. I remember people would argue with me about running tickle fingers in like raids and stuff but it's good for ad clear I'm like are you ever really struggling with ad clear that you want to run tickle fingers I used to get so mad at people I'm like run self res so if you die you can come back we're trying to get this thing beaten and you're running freaking tickle fingers we don't need that Uh, I did start like running Nova though I played with Blue Weslow once and I forget we were in Kingsfall and he was running Nova and I was like man Nova's, Nova's pretty nice and I started running Nova in raids just for the fun of it but Ad clear is never really a strong need. And that's also, you know, that's also like getting out a baseball bat to kill an ant. It's like you don't need you don't need that. You're you're bringing something that's significantly 
uh, strong and costly to your loadout and costly to ammo economy to to clear ads. So um, I don't. And, and traditionally, rockets just you just think about them. They're damage weapons. They're they're built to output lots of damage. And um, whether it was the Warpath rocket launcher or the Galahorn or you know any any of the any of the ones of the past that we like to use. D2 Vanilla, when it launched, I mean, there was the Sins of the Past rocket launcher, and then there was the Curtain Call, uh, you know, from the Vanguard, and those were great rocket launchers, and then rockets haven't been meta since. Uh, so they, they need some help. They need some help. Uh, Clay... Clay Rose says, what do you think about rotating raids weekly for pinnacle raid rewards? First week, Garden of Salvation, next week, Levy, and so forth. This idea is getting traction. I'm seeing this everywhere now. I saw it on Twitter. I saw it on Reddit. We've been, we, I've, I've been saying this for a long time. Bring back the old raids. Throw contest modifier on. Rotate them. Give me a reason to run them. Levy's the easiest one to add value to because you could put random rolls on all the weapons. Um... And then, and then we'd have a reason to run. Uh, then we'd have a reason to run it outside of the armor. I know people are running levy for good stats, um, you know, on uh, on their armor. But you, you, not a lot of people are, are, are going into the old raids uh, just for just for stats. So all those were cluster rockets, which you could argue were designed uh, with the intention of AOE more than a single target. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how many people ran how many people were running cluster rockets ever and being like these are for ads um I don't know in general the the initial explosion kills most of the ads in the area so the clusters the clusters end up hitting nothing I always felt like the clusters were designed for a boss to give you a little bit of extra like a well-placed rocket you get a little extra you get a little extra damage on them so I don't know uh, Risey says, there isn't a single weapon from Season of Dawn yet that I have found worthy of replacing my builds since Season of Opulence. All obelisk weapons obtained. What do you think Bungie needs to do to make next season weapons more appealing than Recluse, Mountaintop, 21% uh, Delirium? Um, I don't know. It, it's Some of this is on them and some of this is on you. I mean, you got to expand your horizons a little bit. There are some really, really fun weapons uh, even from Shadowkeep that I like using. I love the one small step. Uh, I love the gospel. The the rapid fusion, you know, the rapid fusion's good. Reckless Oracle is fun. Um, the grenade launcher from the lectern. Love and death is really, really fun. I don't have that on me. Uh, and then th- I think the weapons from the sundial um, are, are, are fun. And honestly, in a lot of the content where it got really, really difficult... I wasn't using what you would consider to be like the best loadout, you know, Recluse Mountaintop. Now, I was running Recluse in a lot of the hard content, but that's where champions, I think, are are needing to come in. Whenever I ran Master Nightmare Hunts for Time Trials, I was running an Unstoppable Loud Lullaby, Ariana's Vow, and then the Wendigo um, because I was meeting individual pain points. And so the minute I'm not in there, though, you, I can run whatever I want. I don't feel the need to run the absolute best guns. And I feel like they've done a better job with that. It's, so in the past, I always argued that. I was like, you're never going to want to run a gun that's arguably weaker than your god roll that you already have. And I always pointed to the Midnight Coup and the Ikalosh shotgun. 
I do feel like Bungie did a really good update with Shadowkeep by lowering damage perks and raising base damage, and they made other weapons, you know, viable. So you can run a subjunctive. You can run any hand cannon you want in PvE, honestly. You can run any hand cannon you want. Uh, auto rifles still aren't there, and neither are scouts. They're getting there. Sidearms have actually kind of un- unveiled themselves as being very lethal this season. Uh, and fusion rifles too. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think, I think some of this is on you to expand your horizons. I think Bungie actually has done enough. They could do more, but I think they've done enough to diversify the weapon pool. I don't go into content now and see everybody running, you know, Ikelos Midnight Coup every every everywhere I go. I don't see that. So. Menacing Mommy with 23 months. Welcome back. That's almost two years. Redcon, I think you subbed during the talk so you didn't get thanked. Redcon, thank you for six months. That's a purple badge. Um, Steel Feather is my go-to. 6,000 kills already. Yeah, I might need to run the Steel Feather a little bit more because I like it too. It feels really, really nice. The last couple times I ran Sundial, I was running the new Scout. I was running the new Grenade Launcher and I was running the new Linear Fusion and it felt fun. I I don't know. It was Arc, so the Linear Fusion was just destroying. And Swords too. I was running an Arc Sword that felt really good uh, from Black Armory. So, um, yeah, and I was running the... the, the uh, unfortunately, it's not a new weapon. I was running a really, really good roll I got on the Last Hope um, that every Everybody, everybody wants my god roll that I got. I don't think I have it on me. No, I don't. It's like it's it's like rampage feeding frenzy and something else. It's disgusting. It's a really really fun gun. <laughs> uh, that thing just doesn't miss. So I don't know. I think they need to continue. Um, they need to continue to incentivize diversity by adding perks like I talked about and doing new things like the wave grenade launcher. But I also think you as a player sometimes just need to maybe try some stuff out. You don't always need to run meta because with the exception of damage phases, you're not going to notice a huge difference in your efficiency and you might notice a difference in the fun factor. You know what I'm saying? You're like, well, this is fun. I've never really done this. I did that all the time in the King's Fall raid. Why are you running that? I'm like, I'm just changing it up. And then people started saying, oh, I like that Angel's Advocate. I've never seen anybody run that or the Treads Upon Stars. And then people were going and grinding for God Rolls on those scouts, just seeing me use them. I had people do that. Occam's Razor in Wrath of the Machine. Um, I was one of the few people that really kind of had some influence. I wasn't I wasn't the main influencer. There were other people doing it. But I was one of the people that really pushed a lot of folks to rapid fire shotguns during Wrath. R- rapid fire shotguns were not were not popular in PvE. Um and they became very popular because of Occam's razor in Wrath of the Machine. And then people started going for the stolen will and the Proud Spire was that one the, the from Iron Banner was called. So you know, change it up. Try different things. You don't always have to run meta. And the more I do that, the I think the more the more cool like different loadouts that I that I end up finding that I really really enjoy. KJ the Knight, what are your thoughts on the new Sundial weapons? And do you think any of them have potential roles to be meta? Um, I like Osmosis on on any of them because of the because of the fun. Um, I also like the scout rifle with explosive rounds. I still think scout rifles are weak. They're not where they need to be. Uh, we were just talking about the steel feather, uh, the, 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 the auto rifle. It can, it can roll with some pretty good rolls. 
Um, sidearm can roll some pretty good rolls. The linear fusion, the, the meta there would be firing line and rapid hit. That sucker can rip. It really can. It's a really, really nice uh, weapon. And it just, I think it's one of the cooler looking weapons that they've added to the game uh, as of late. The, the the weapons in general this season I think look fantastic, but this weapon in particular uh, I'm a big fan of. I really really like how this one turned out. I think the design team there's a lot of nice touches on this weapon. Um, only thing I wish is I, I wish this thing was flipped down. On a lot of the weapons that little that little front hook is flipped down. Uh, it's it's it all it's all supposed to harken back to the paradox and what it looks like. It's got that front like hook on it. Um, that's what all the weapons are supposed to be kind of inspired by. But I love this weapon. I really, really do. It, it feels... Oh, and it's it's ADS. It's, it's sight is so cool. Um, it's just... It's a fun gun to use. Uh, I would really encourage people just to start trying to, you know, taking that attitude of... And this is why I talked about that, the Genesis chain in my talk. Um, we remember the Genesis chain because it was fun, not because it was God tier. We don't need god tier weapons we need weapons that are fun and do their job that's why machine guns are in a bad spot right now they don't do their job the delirium's the only one worth using the rest of these just don't feel very strong uh we use them in very specific ways they don't feel like a heavy weapon like they did before they got nerfed before the delirium before the delirium launched uh, machine guns were in a great spot and then they got nerfed. Rocket launchers can be fun. I remember running Zenobia a lot uh, in the first year and people were like, why are you running the Zenobia? And I just loved it because it was snappy and it had the tracking. Uh, grenade launchers are in a fantastic spot and they are. They're really, really fun. Get a good love and death. Run Wendigo when you're in really challenging content and really enjoy its utility. Uh, swords are, are in a, they're not in a terrible spot. They're in a better spot and then in, and in some environments that can be really really good this one here because it's arc uh was great in the sundial when it was uh when it was arc burn it was arc burn and heavyweight um a9 says with the sundial in play do you think bungie has an opportunity to bring old content weapons or d1 weapons back to the current content or and should they well i mean they can definitely resurrect old content i can i can i can see them doing that with escalation protocol and the blind well um, I can definitely see them doing that and then eventually making their way back to the forges and reckoning and the menagerie. I could see them eventually getting there. Like once the content's two years old, I don't know why you wouldn't do that. I don't know why people would be against that. Um, that content just starts to lie dormant and, and, and nobody, nobody freaking touches it. Uh, so I could definitely see them doing that. Bringing back D1 weapons, I think is risky because it starts to feel like, man, can't you guys give us new weapons? I think the thing with that, that, that really is getting celebrated this season, not everybody likes the season, but the people that do like it have been saying the weapons are cool and the weapons are fun to chase and use. And I think you're better off spending time just building new weapons, uh, especially for paid content. Now, if you want to bring back year one weapons and things like they've done with the old fashioned, you can definitely do that for free. I do think they're going to get more capital if they bring back old weapons like the Lincoln Green. They could bring that one back. They could bring back, uh, you know, some of the other, uh, the Manana Nan and some others. Those guns would probably be better served to go into an NPC as a frame grind. So you get more, you get more capital out of them. 
out of all the weapons they brought back this season, if those guns were weapon frames at, at Shax and Zavala, Shax especially, I think the PvP crowd would have been would have been happier. I, I still think they'd be frustrated. There'd be meta problems, cheater problems, etc. Lag connection, blah blah blah. But at least those those more casual ritualistic players that just like to play PvP every day, I think they'd have been very very happy if. If the some of the weapons they brought back, you know, old fashioned and the last the last hope sidearm and Hawthorne shotgun and Uriel's, if those had been rotating frames weekly at at Shacks, that you could do like you do the frames at the Obelisk, I think that would have been a very very big win uh, for PvP to have something to do daily and weekly. So, uh, Johnny Boy with three months, thank you. Nineteen months from Klop uh, Kloppus. Wishing you the best in the new year. And Angry Pete with 10 months. Guys, thank you for those resubs. Appreciate you very, very much. Flying Mangoes uh, with the next question. Do you think it's worth Bungie's time to create weapons stronger than things like Mountaintop Recluse? Or should they look to make interesting, fun weapons like the new Grenade Launcher? Uh, This is why I didn't touch on this, and I should have touched on this. If they go the route that I was talking about, like a Genesis chain route, it's fun, but it does the job. You don't have to worry about power creep, where all of a sudden we have a bunch of weapons that need tamed again and toned back down again. Um, So I would focus on the latter half of your question, trying to come up with things that are stronger than Mountainsoft Recluse. I mean, and again, the PvP crowd's going to hear me saying this and being like, well, you have to have... Uh, you know, good weapons worthy of chase. That's why Mountainsoft and the Recluse were, they set a really bad precedent, because it's hard to get anything that's better than that. And and they're also good in, in PvE. You can't always give a god-tier weapon. I mean, Randy's was good, and then the linear fusion this season is not is not worth chasing. Everybody's kind of decided it's, it's, it's kind of silly. Um, and so... I would I would be concerned about power creep if they're always trying to create god tier PvP weapons, but I think that's where weapon frames could come into play. It comes down to preference. Maybe you really like the feel of the Uriel's gift or the old fashioned or the Lincoln Green or something. You really like how the guns feel, and then you grind for a god roll and then you use it. And so now it's not, oh my gosh, I, I got another recluse chase this season. I got another gods here weapon to chase. It's, oh, what do you like to use? Here you go. Here's a weapon frame to chase to try to get a good roll that you can then use in the crucible. Um, so now you can net limit your PC and cheat your way through all of destiny. I mean, Listen, lag lag throttling um, has been around since like Black Ops One and Two. Uh, lag compensation was so high in those games. L- throttling was popularized back then. There were guide videos on how to do it, um, and nobody really caught it because it's not an aimbot. But that's why you would play those games back then, and you would have an entire time, like an entire game, where you're like, "I'm shooting first. I'm shooting first and then you'd watch watch the kill cam and you barely shot a single bullet because you're on the bad end of uh, of of lag compensation so net limiting or throttling has been around for a really really long time I think it's just getting more popular because it's it's less you can't really detect it like you can an aimbot and so people did it during Iron Banner I don't know if you guys remember that in D1 that happened all the time There'd be a guy in the server with a red with a red bar connection, and he'd have th- triple everybody's score. Your best player 
and 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 their other team's best player would would be like you know a thousand points and this these guys were ending with three and four thousand points because they were just they were untouchable um so net limiting is being used in pve more than pvp why are people net limiting in pve what to like speed run stuff um amish milkman with the new grenade i thought i heard something i was like what is that they're they're using up think the blender upstairs uh, with the new grenade launcher frame being added, what weapon types do you think need to be looked at? Uh, and this new with this new frame mentality, you could do more linear fusions because they're. I'm, I'm sorry, not linear fusions. Uh, trace rifles because right now there's only uh, there's only the trace rifle. Uh, they're only exotic, so you could bring those back. Um, you could do more things with fusions. I think I think the biggest problem with fusions is if it's if they're not rapid fire they 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 are not that fun to use because um, they just the charge time is so slow. So they would need to do something with the frames, the non rapid frames on fusions to make them more exciting. Uh, they could do something with that. I don't know. They could do like a webbing frame. Maybe it shoots out some type of webbing, uh, so it's like a mini tether or something. Um, I don't. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I don't have a lot of weapon ideas off the top of my head, so I would start with some of the ones we already have and just do um, do more. Um, so, Z Dog, how would you feel about Bungie sunsetting weapons and not allowing you to infuse up in power, maybe once or twice a year? I have been a big proponent of eventually leaving things behind. Um, you know, every 18 months, drop drop a, a portion of the weapon pool and say, you know, these weapons are now, you know, kind of locked. And in people get really upset when I talk about this, but it's like most of the content you could still run with those weapons because you don't really need uh, max power in a lot of the content. Um, but eventually you'd go into content, like right now, if you go into content, even if you're in the 900s, 950s, 960s, and you're using like a 750 primary, that 750 primary, you're going to feel the fact that it's weaker when you go into the hard content because that the, the level of the weapon influences its damage uh, against enemies that are in the 8 nine, you know, eight 900s. And so they could slowly do that to push you away from old, you know, old guns. I happen to think there are better ways they can do that now um you know next year in september if they do like an armor 2.0 thing to guns you know weapons 2.0 or whatever if they do something like that, that to guns they could basically say all the old guns can continue to be infused and you can continue to use them if you want but all of the new guns are going to have this new system on them again a way to push you toward all the new um i would say if you're it, like this season, they miss an opportunity starting with Shadowkeep to say, hey, all of the new weapons can use a, a traditional mod like, you know, extended mag or minor spec or major spec or something. And they can also use the new mods that are for the champions. So that'd be like a soft push. Like you could have used the subjunctive and you could have thrown anti barrier on it and had minor spec on it. And it would have made it feel a little bit better than running the recluse because recluse, if you, if you, if you needed anti barrier that you had, that you had to put that on there, no other mods that could have been like a soft push to use the new weapons. So right now you could be you could be using um, 
instead of running, you know, a traditional loadout like the Ikalos shotgun and the Midnight Coup, you could run the old fashioned and you could run it with minor spec and you could run it with, you know, one of the new uh, one of the new champion mods. They, I think they can start doing stuff like that. Um, you can you can push people to new weapons in a way that's less forceful. Like, well, can't use it anymore. Can't level it. Sorry. Like, you know what I mean? So I would I would say that there there's other ways to push people to new stuff, and this and in your way is one that I've I have campaigned for, and people really don't like it. So, red alert. Should a massive overhaul of new perks be introduced, or should the new perks after Forsaken be applied to weapons before Forsaken? Well, you, I don't think this is a this is an either or. Like, do they need to do this or this? I think they could slowly be bringing back some of the fan favorites, like they did this time with Hawthorne Shotgun and the Old Fashioned and some others. I think you can periodically do that while also introducing. Uh, you know, new perks on new guns like we got with Vorpal and Osmosis. I think just keep doing both. Um, that's that's what I would that's what I would wager to say. I would wager to say that um, doing both would be good uh, for the weapon pool at large. Fortress Wailed says, "Where do you think Bungie is going with armor stats? Surely we will get to a point where we have we are at a peak." and have to refresh and keep the stat hunt alive. How do they do this in the coming seasons? Well, they're trying to do it in a low in a low key way. So you if you want to run the new charge with light mods, you need the new armor. And if you want to run the garden of salvation mods, you're going to need armor from that time or nightmare hunt mods, things like that. You're going to you're going to need those they could continue to do that like hey if you want to run this new activity or run these new mods in the spring season you're going to need these new armor pieces one of the one of the only problems i think they're going to run into is like eventually you're going to have too much armor you're going to be like what do i need all this armor for so I don't really, this is one area where I struggle with suggestions. Usually I have like a suggestion. They could do this, they could do that. I don't have strong suggestions for the armor as far as like scalability. Like, what are we going to be chasing next summer? What are we going to be chasing next September? Because generally, it's like, guns, I I, I can always kind of swap out. I'm like, oh, I could try this gun, I could try that gun. This new perk seems cool, let me try that. This new grenade launcher seems cool, let me try that. And then, you know, obviously there's buffs and, and, and nerfs and things that happen that also influence me going from one weapon to another. So, I, but with armor, I'm just kind of like, I don't really, I honestly don't freaking care. And... Like this season, I'm just still using all of my old armor from last season. It's got, it's, you know, I've, I've leveled some of them up because I find the mods to be more influential. So what I end up doing is, is I'm like, well, I just want all the affinity so that when I want to run a certain build, I've got a, a solar chest piece that's at six. So I can run two stacks of linear fusion reserves. And then when I switch back to something that's like this, here's a level six void, double sniper reserves. Um, I just need a good arc. Here's here's one right here, all the way level 10 for arc. So 
like on my warlock like i don't feel like chasing any of the new stuff i've got you know i've got a i've got a, a level six solar a level 10 arc and then a level six void and i've spent currency to do that and like i find the mods to be more influential over my experience than you know anything else and so for me i'm 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 not really um I'm not really paying any attention to the new armor. And I think that's going to be one of the challenges going forward is how do you get people to pay attention to the new armor? If number one, it's a pain to grind for, then you got to level it up and invest in it for marginal benefits, right? Only way to get people to chase mods is to power creep them, which is bad for the game. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't have the answer. Here's something that I think they could probably afford to do. Remember how we talked about uh, leveling your slot? So right now, I just think my my, my gun slots should just be... Th- this gun slot should just be 960. So I can get any heavy I want and put it in here and try it out and not have to worry about like, oh, well, it's an older heavy. I've got to infuse it. I don't think that the infusion is even necessary anymore. I think slot leveling would be a significant boost to the game's... Uh, quality and and freedom to be like well I got a drop at 960 that's that's thoughts now a 960 so the guns would just always be a 960 when they're in this slot they could do something similar with with the affinity um like I would have to invest and I could get this one this slot all the way to level 10 for solar arc and then void and then obviously anytime I slap an arc, solar, or void affinity in there, it's going to only be at that energy level. And then every season, maybe you could have those reset. All right, you got to do it again. You got to earn the currency again. You got to level up all your all your affinities for each slot. Now, anytime I get a good piece of armor that's like, oh, this is a great void roll, I don't have to feel that pain of like, well... I gotta upgrade this individual piece. No, I'm focused on the stats and the affinity. I slap it in, and it's a level 10, you know, void, so I can just start moving mods around if I need to. That might be... And again, I always try to work within the systems that are there because I feel like it's more likely that Bungie will do something like that as opposed to they can't jettison the entire system. They can't just get rid of affinity. But I do think slot leveling for the guns... And then affinity, affinity slot leveling being a thing like go to your boots, spend, you know, enough of the currency, get it to level 10 for arc and then void and then solar. So as you're playing, you're grabbing that currency where you can and dumping it into those slots um, as as a way to as a way to make armor more interesting right now it's just like dude I am not gonna go through that pain I'm just not like the minute I I see a piece of armor drop and I'm like oh it's um it's thankfully these are at 6 when you get them and I don't think I did that yeah these are all at 6 when you get them so that's that's kind of nice like here's an example like oh man I got a great roll on my helmet oh it's got one energy now, if you're destiny rich like me, I can go in here and it's no skin it's no skin off my my neck to go in here and just just blast blast through the currency required to level it up. It, Cuz I'm destiny rich, but I I still feel like I don't want to do that. I don't want to just blow all my currency leveling individual armor pieces up. So, slot leveling I think would have a lot of benefits in a lot of different ways 
to, to make things more streamlined and give you that sense of freedom and I think that sense of freedom would actually promote more engagement and more loot pursuit because you wouldn't feel like everything you earn is now is now a pain that you've got to you've got to you know I got to level this thing up Mel what do new light players carry if whites and blues are deleted well I think they carry all blue whites and greens are gone so I'm fairly certain when you start as a new light player, I think you just have all generic blue stuff, I think. And there's no whites and greens don't drop. So as soon as they start playing the game and they're and they're running activities, it's either a legendary or a blue. That's it. There's no there's no whites and greens for new light. Um <clears throat> Yeah, I may have misspoken said blues. Blues are still in the game. I think you could I don't know. Um you get all green and white where and why I don't where do whites and greens drop if they start at 750 I don't even understand where would they be getting whites and greens I don't think that that happens anymore you got whites and greens during the campaign and then once you were at a certain level whites and greens stopped uh, dropping you still get green and white at the collections page. I'm saying, do they drop? Where do they drop? If you start at 750, uh, I think Mel's asking, relates to the suggestion of having greens and whites being removed from collections. They start with a full purple raid armor set, right? They start with rights, whites and a green heavy. I didn't realize that. I thought they started with all blues. You start with a full green set and white guns. Kvostov is white. Sorry if you're asking about entrance. I just came back. It's not seen as green and white drop. I did not know that. So I've been misspeaking about that. I didn't realize that new light players greens and greens and whites don't drop. They'll probably get them from doing adventures. Oh, doing the adventures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you start out as a new light player and go run a pub event or a strike or something, you're not getting whites and greens. You may start with whites and greens in your inventory. I've been saying that they don't drop in the game. They no longer drop in the game. If you run like an adventure or something, yeah, I think I think those are kind of locked in year one time uh, for some, some of them drop green and some of them drop blue like as a reward, like you highlight them. That's basically really, really old content, though. That's They just never did a quality pass on those, probably. Um, you start with whites and greens, but you only get blues and purples. Yeah, I thought that was the case. I just didn't realize. I thought you started with all blue. It's Rondo. What's the point in asking for more weapons when realistically weapons in the same archetype are pretty much the same? Shouldn't the demand be for different archetypes not weapon mo- and not weapon models? Well, no, because perk pools are what's re- what really drives this. So yeah, you can get, you know, other other auto rifles and scouts and sidearms and you know you can get though you can get those weapons but you can't get them with Vorpal, you can't get them with osmosis. That's why I think perks are the key. It's Genesis Chain as an auto rifle wasn't some new auto rifle. It was like, oh wow, it's literally the Suros test weapon, you know, model. And it it didn't it didn't do anything it didn't do anything special as an auto rifle. It had new it had new, a new perk system because um, Wrath introduced synergistic perks, and so 
I felt like I, I I remember that gun not because it was like this amazingly cool new archetype of auto rifle, but because of the perk focus firefly um, made it. I think made that gun really really fun to use. Uh, Frankenberries. It's strange to me that a rangefinder rations Ostringer and Duke all hit around 30 meters before damage drop off in PvP. Why would anyone use anything other than a 150 on PC? This needs to be looked at further. 140 should hit further than a 150 and a 110 further than that. Nothing crazy like 2 meters to 140. Yeah, you're getting really specific into stuff that I'm not really passionate about. I don't play PvP. You can use pretty much any primary you want in PvE. It, it doesn't really matter. It, and even when you go into really, really challenging content, a good primary, it doesn't. the archetype and the fire rate, you know, doesn't matter. People used to get on my case for using a Warden's Law or the Loud Lullaby. It did fine. Like, those guns hit hard. Um, I think people sleep on 110s, especially in the harder content. The Unstoppable Loud Lullaby was super helpful in the hard content because uh, I could I could stun them so consistently. Even when they weren't an Unstoppable Champion, you can get that little stagger that they do where their head pops back. Um, it doesn't make the sound and, like, make them sit still, but it gives them it gives a little stun window. Um, we use that as like our starter pistol. I would do that to the champion and his little head would pop back and then the guys would use their noggies on him. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not going to get deep down into like the, the damage drop off meter distances in individual archetypes. Like I just, I, I don't think that that's like a big deal right now. I think there's probably greater issues, uh, that within, within the gun meta and, and gun types and stuff. That's just, that's not, I wouldn't say that's a front burner. Uh, Ginger 300. I noticed a lack of curated roles this season. Do you think that they needed reworked curated guns to be more unique and synergistic perk set as opposed to how it's been? I I don't know. Um, I don't really know why uh, they've moved away from curated roles on the guns, especially with how many frames and how many guns uh, you can go after. My only thought is, is it is it kind of makes it like it's like, well, if I don't get the curated role, then the gun's not good. Or the curated role doesn't make any sense, like on the Warden's Law. Like, it has Zen. Um, so, I, I don't know. I'm kind of glad they went away from curated roles, so I can just go for the role that I think is the best, and I don't have to worry about... Like, you already have to deal with the RNG of the role, and then if there's a curated that can drop, that's another non-desired drop, potentially, or it's the only desired drop. Like... Either either direction, I think it's just unhelpful. Um, the point is, 150s have ruined Crucible. Yeah, see, but everybody always cries that something... I'm not being condescending by when I say cries, not tears, like crying foul, right? Everyone claims that something is ruining the Crucible, and everybody claims something different. I've had people say that shotguns and shoulder charge and team shotting from pulses and... Uh, you know, I've had people complain about sniping. I, it, it's, I don't, I don't know if you can claim that 150s have ruined the crucible. If there's an imbalance within the structure of gun types that needs addressed, sure. But I, I generally think anytime I talk to anybody about crucible, everyone always has something they hate and they claim it's the biggest problem with crucible, and no one seems to agree. When shotguns were running the crucible. Everyone kind of agreed we wanted more primary gunplay. It was sort of a unanimous voice in the community that, okay, you know, shotguns are 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 bad, and 
you know, we want to see more primary gunplay. And it came in a variety of ways, but there was a consensus in the community that you had to run a shotgun with a rifle, you know, with a range perk, or you were going to have a really, really hard time. Right now, you don't have to run a 150. You don't have to run a particular loadout in PvP the way that you did during times of really, really narrow metas. Um, I don't think there's a narrow meta right now in the Crucible. I really don't. Uh, I see people running all kind of different things and doing just fine. I see people running the Recluse still. I see people running the... um, the spare rations. I see people running pulse rifles. I, you know, I pop in streams. You know, I don't know. I don't. I, I also think people talk about the crucible in ways that are unhelpful. I think there are bigger problems with the crucible. Uh, matchmaking taking a long time. Team balancing being too aggressive. Uh, punishing good players with team balancing and skill based matchmaking. Um, and the player numbers reflect that the team balancing and the skill based matchmaking are having a depreciating return. Um, these are not things that are new. We, we don't need to have the big giant discussion again because every time we get into skill based matchmaking discussion, people always say the same unhelpful, you know, you know, cliches about it, that good players just want to pub stomp, and it's just it's it's exhausting to always have to go and you know, in in the same merry-go-round of discussion. But I think the player base numbers dropping are a sign that Crucible isn't isn't succeeding, and I don't think it's the meta. We've had plenty of times where people complained about the meta and said certain guns were broken or stupid, like when Lord of Wolves was going crazy. And the numbers the numbers weren't plummeting. The numbers have never plummeted in response to the meta, right? They've never they they plummet in response to a lack of fun, a lack of grind, a lack of things to do or chase. And it's why the trials numbers took a hit after Rise of Iron came out because of the bounties. Like, the bounties used to give you the new stuff, and then when they didn't, everybody stopped playing Trials because they were leveled up from Iron Banner, and there was no reason to run Trials bounties anymore. Um, so, Trials didn't suddenly have a vacation, like a, a, an exodus of casuals because of the meta. They vacated because of the grind shift, like the bounty shift hurt trials engagement and subsequently matchmaking times took longer connection integrity went down uh and matches were sweatier uh vgs grandmaster do you think last words in a good spot or is a little bit broken i don't really have an opinion i don't play i don't play enough crucible to have an opinion about that uh drown joke says should slug shotguns get more reserves as a buff literally no one uses slugs what do you think I, you guys are getting down like real specifics about weapon types and stuff, and I don't really have strong opinions about that. Slug shotguns aren't really what I like to use. Again, so I don't have a, I don't, I don't have a, um, a strong opinion. Uh, Schlafio, as a non-PVP player, is it worth chasing the Redrix? Kind of stuck on the multi-kills. Well, Redrix is not even that good in Crucible. It's actually a better PVE weapon. <laughs> the Redrix uh, Desperado perk is better suited for um, for PVE than PvP. Redrix is just not very dominant in the Crucible. There are much better pulses to use in Crucible. The Blast Furnace and the Bygones would be the, the, the two you would probably see represented more um, than the Redrix. So, Redrix is probably fun uh, in... PVE, um, they nerfed it in PVE. It was pretty good. Oh, they did. I didn't know that. You want to use it in PVE, but is it worth going through PVP? That true. Yeah, 
Yeah, people are saying it's bad now after the nerf, so I would maybe not not go through the uh, I wouldn't go through the suffering. Um, so I would if you're wanting a pulse for the crucible, I would get a blast furnace. Um, you can you can grind for that with a lot of intentionality because of the forges and the frames, uh, and then you know that's an easier grind than almost any other gun, like a bygones or something. You can't really grind for a bygones, um, so. Desperado drops the damage values like breakneck. Oh, that's right. That's right. They broke the breakneck. Ha ha ha. And they also broke Redrix. I remember people talking about that. They hurt the they hurt the breakneck even worse. Like the breakneck does it does negative damage basically. Um bygones. Oh, that's right. You can do the bygones now via the obelisk. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, so if you're wanting to get the bygones over the over the blast furnace, you can have a really good uh intentional grind now. You might want to save your fractaline though. If your if your obelisks are all leveled up, I guess you can use your fractaline for it. Uh I'm saving mine cuz we know that um we know that we're going to need it for the uh, Empyrean Foundation. So, that's going to do it for q and I'm not going to shut the stream down. If you've enjoyed this and you're here live, remember to click follow and turn on notifications. That's a free way to support what I do. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch these live at saynotorage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe.